nopes, TV nopes, maybe I'll use this audio for a theme song. I honestly think that could work. You just like get some royalty-free music underneath there and have have a little a little fun with it, and you know. Hey, people, let's people and let's it. leave in. I think let's leave in that part too. That's great. <laughs> hey, welcome to TV Nopes, a uh, comic discussion of the worst media analysis, mostly on the internet using a TV Tropes page that should not exist as a jumping-off point. Alex, does that make sense? I'm trying to figure out how to explain this in a sentence. Not only does it make sense, it's a picture-perfect introduction you'll be returning to time and again. I think so. Thank Uh, you for having me on this, not the first episode of TV Nopes. Yeah, this is, so I'll introduce uh, Alex Patak, a very funny fellow comedian who I've known for a long time now uh he a is companion in laughs yes uh yes i, I was <laughs> gonna try and come up with a different term and you nailed it on um, first go um it's the morning so, baby i'm ready uh alex hosts two podcasts two popular and acclaimed podcasts uh and then the- one forgotten and abused podcast <laughs> well wait which one's that uh theater of delights Oh, okay. Yeah, that was radio drama. Uh, I th- I remember you mentioning this. Maybe if you want to plug it at the end, then hey, do you, you think can I should that. bring it up in the show? We're doing the show right now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking I'll bring it up forty-five seconds ago. Yeah, you good job. Awesome. Did okay, it. great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, that's been our show, and I hope no, we got more i still got you for another uh hour and a half or this so this episode so the other... is sponsored by squarespace it's not don't, <laughs> don't say that unless they want to give me money and i don't think they will because uh once we get to the although i don't know maybe i'm just calling my shot now i think this episode is going to come out real good and you're going to get some deals at the end of it. i hope so i hope so well let's let's explain uh more about you and more about what the show is and then people can decide how much they like it. Yes, God. Uh, so this first off, as I said, you uh, co-host um, Pod Damn America, a funny lefty comedy podcast. No, not that one. The other one. The other. That's our catchphrase. Yep. <laughs> it should be. I mean, um, you know, people talk about the Pod Damn Bros, and uh, you know, yeah, how the- did Pod damn america affect the sanders campaign pod damn to fascist pipeline yeah the pod damn to fascist pipeline the uh people you know there was that uh new york times article uh pod damn it exclamation point but they had to put an asterisk because you can't say damn yeah we uh, all get the newspaper we know about my podcast yeah we all read the new york times um official paper of tv nopes podcast Gray Do you love the news? You'll love the New York Times, paid sponsor of the show. Yeah, type, flipping use, through uh, that thing, it's like traveling around the world. New York Times, click on the use, website. Uh, code Nopes to get ten percent off your subscription of the New York Times. Is that true? I don't know, but uh, after you enter it, I'll already be fleeing the country with your code money. <laughs> Um, anyway, you also co-host a podcast called uh, Ballin' Out Super, 
about uh, Dragon Ball and other anime. You've had me on a couple Patreon episodes behind the paywall, so you got to give money here. That great stuff like my uh, secret character, Japanese nationalist Ben Shapiro, that I debuted on one of those Patreon episodes. That's true. I think you're on some regular episodes too. I don't believe I am, but we can talk about that post because uh, I'll probably ask to to promote both this and another project called uh, Sound Snacks, which Alex is also going to be on. But that is uh, a tale for another day. I'll be talking about that. It's already four minutes in. And I can't wait we to haven't... hear how this show ends. Yeah, this is – you know how <laughs> most podcasts put plugs at the end of the show so people can just stop listening before they hear them? Well, that's why I put this. them all. I was going into this, and I was like, Andrew is a new podcast. He's going to have a methodical layout for every section of the show with, like, written dialogue. <laughs> and instead, I can just drag you wherever I want. It's a delight yeah. so far. <laughs> Look, I, uh, you know me. I never lose my focus on having a conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, more to the point, you're on – yeah, so like I said, this one we put the plugs at the beginning of the show, so you just choose not to listen to it at all. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right, but anyway. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been a good time. So, Fallen Out Super, I was on it in one of the episodes, and I don't remember how I thought of this, but I uh, came up with the idea for the podcast because I decided to see if Schindler's List had a TV tropes page. And, and it, it does. does. And it does. And then I think I was quiet. So if you if you listen to one of those Gundam Patreon episodes I'm on, I'm quiet for like a good 10 minutes while I'm just looking through the TV Tropes page for Schindler's List. And this is probably a good time, uh, even though this won't be the first episode, to go over what TV Tropes is. Alex, were you familiar with the TV Tropes website before I uh, told you that I was looking at the Schindler's List page on it? while recording a podcast with you well you're not going to believe this andrew but i would credit you almost entirely with introducing the tv tropes website into my world and i thank you for it i've never gone back until today but uh it is funny and so i'm excited to return yeah so tv tropes for those who don't know it's kind of like uh it's a wiki that compiles different tropes across media but using very uh reddit slash nine gag language um which is i would say uh epic win it's an epic win i'd say it's an epic win perhaps when looking at anime or marvel movies where it's not a big problem to be a little flippant about how you talk about these things but when you're looking at for example uh the the saddest movie ever made yeah (laughs) it's slightly different it the tone doesn't quite work. So I was scrolling through, you know, Schindler's List's TV Tropes page, and indeed, uh, they have stuff like, you know, boom headshot and <laughs> there uh, it is. Kick, There's a headshot. Yeah, and like kick <laughs> the dog, which is a trope where a villain does something so evil that then you hate them. But in this case, the example of kick the dog was murdering Jews, which. Uh, you know, maybe don't apply your weird meme language <laughs> to that context. Um, it, it does feel like there should be a sort of uh, sensitivity filter, which, by the way, while I mentioned that, um, generally content warning for everything, 
on the podcast. If you're so, I, I am not going to call out specific content warnings, but probably just be warned. Just that. know that yeah. the content is it's something you should be afraid of. Yeah, I think you know we and I personally, at least, always want to discuss sensitive issues with the proper sensitivity. That being said, when the podcast is specifically about gawking at people who are discussing stuff without the proper sensitivity, like I said, I think there's a just general content warning. Um, I think there should be maybe like a sensitivity filter on TV Tropes pages. What where, a like, philosopher's paradigm this is. Right. Uh, but, but we've uh, we'll just we'll get into it and then see what it is so i do think tv tropes is a kind of emblematic of the bad media analysis that's on the internet where it's a bunch of people who think that like looking at two different movies and then first off being like wow both of these have examples of big damn heroes and that i don't know (laughs) meaning something is important and also this kind of thing where uh a story has to fit this very specific like mathematical structure you know what i mean and you can like almost analyze it like a formula uh in a way that i don't think is good for art and also in the way that like there are these videos like blank explained as though there is an explanation for i don't know donnie darko or whatever i mean i'm noticing you have a lot of criticisms for the tv tropes page for someone without a successful tv web page that's true my my uh i this is all just because i'm bitter that my website tropes ahoy didn't take off um a vast a big damn hero (laughs) thar be my white whale a trope frequently used to indicate a hero's desire that they can't quite find um so uh I came up with the idea for this podcast to have look at TV tropes page that just should not exist uh, for various reasons. Um, And I think, and then kind of talk about media analysis generally and in funny ways and how uh, frustrating it is that, I don't know, so much media analysis is just about the most like, I don't know. It's like plot hole, you know, and this is people should make fun of the marvel movies because whatever it doesn't matter but like with marvel movies where they're like oh how come thanos didn't just double the gauntlet or like use the gauntlet to double everything it's like oh no it doesn't work that way that's not like a good you missed the point of our stupid movie yeah Um, you missed the point because then there wouldn't be a movie because like it just feels like some people want there to be a scene in every movie where it just stops and then they address every question the internet might have but that's not what the TV Tropes website is about. The TV Tropes website is about being petulant and noticing things. Yeah. Which, which I uh, think that I do, at least, spectacularly well. And if you're listening from the TVTropes.com corporation, hello. I would love to maybe send my resume over and you can point out its flaws and make a video about it. The thing is, uh, I think these people write most of this for free. I should probably have looked up more information about TV Tropes before starting a podcast. TV Tropes owned by Dasani. Oh, no. no. (laughs) It turns out that's the thing. Even beyond the obvious, you know, cringiness of it, uh, all of these tropes are being written out by child labor 
in uh, <laughs> third world countries who are just he's like, like a Taiwanese boy and he's eight years old and he's like, uh oh, the yeah. new Cruella movie is a big oh. miss. <laughs> uh, this is quite the anti villain. You have to get your word counter. They're going to snap off my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh jeez! All right. So, the, so you um, and the reason why you alluded to this is the first episode ever we're recording, but it's not going to be the first episode released because I asked you, I kind of sent you a list of some movies that I had, uh, you know, was like, well, these will have TV trope pages that shouldn't exist because of, uh, you know, just w- no one should be writing about incredible films depicting horrible brutality with epic bacon law language and yet they're doing so for free or maybe in sweatshops as we discussed i'm not certain correct um and you said 12 years a slave because you hadn't seen it and wanted to see it and i also hadn't seen it and wanted to see it and it is uh on hulu as of recording so a right. very good film oscar winning film um i do i do not- want to express to the listener how we ended up picking 12 years a slave which is andrew sent me this list I have always wanted to see 12 Years a Slave, but I couldn't convince my wife to watch it because it is too sad. So I said, this will give me an excuse to watch it. Uh, Andrew then said, no. Then well, I, I started say, well, playing I... a video game for 45 <laughs> minutes. I looked at my phone later. I have 12 to 14 text messages from Andrew debating himself. And it ends with, yes, we will watch 12 Years a Slave. So now we're going to watch 12 Years a Slave. Well, having yeah. correctly decided we will just bank it a few weeks. That's the thing, because I, I did say, I was kind of like, I don't know that I want the first episode to be uh, 12 Years a Slave, because I, I, I want there to be other examples that people wouldn't just see this and be like, is this like, how did it get made, but for two white guys, like, dunking on slavery movies? And that's <laughs> not what this is at all. It's completely um, different. If you don't know what the show is, go back, listen to minutes five to eight. One to five is nonsense, um, but then we kind of flesh out where the show's going from there. Yes. So uh, we're 14 minutes in, and we're starting to explain what a show that you maybe already heard a few episodes of is, which is always <laughs> the way to go. Um, but I kind of was like, okay, because one of the things I did sort of behind the curtains decide for this was like, I want to have many different uh, guests from different backgrounds, different experiences. But I don't want to be like, okay, now I have a black guest on. Here are the slavery movies that have TV tropes pages that shouldn't exist. And like, okay, here's someone. Like, I think that, you I know. I think you might even be more uncomfortable if you did that. Uh... Yeah, that would certainly be like, yeah. Well, there was a, like, to just be like, Like, if oh. I was a black guest, I would definitely second guess why I was being booked than watching 12 Years of Slave. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. So I just think in general, like, you know, whatever. I'm going to try and have uh, a bunch of different fun and funny and smart people on the podcast of all different uh, sorts of backgrounds and everything. And they will choose whatever film they want to, you know, whichever TV tropes page for whichever film they want to discuss. Uh, it's going to be Andrew Tabin's people... Rainbow Coalition of the yeah, TV exactly. tropes website parody podcast. I will succeed where Jesse Jackson didn't succeed failed. as much as I say will. Yeah, he no, can I say it. He failed, and Andrew won. <laughs> he, hey, he look. It's really difficult to fix America. The political gonna... machines will not allow change. Only outside through the podcast networks yeah. can you get in. 
Um, um, I'd like to make anyway, a case for for this film before we get existing into it. or for because I think no uh, for doing Oscar- an episode of your show about it. Oh, okay. Yes. The case for well, this film is this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. This was easily in the top five saddest movies I've ever seen, but it was also just really, really great. Uh, yeah, in fact, it's it was so sad that uh, the TV Tropes page for the film ref- says it is an example of a trauma conga line, <laughs> which is, I think, the quickest way I could explain why this TV Tropes page should not exist. It's also at the top listed under Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> is it really? I didn't even notice that. Nightmare Fuel, for those who I mean, it is. I intern- mean, being sold into sure. slavery is Nightmare oh Fuel. God. you yeah, got to hand so it to him there. But that's the thing, is you're going to click the Nightmare Fuel tab, and it's going to be like, Slender Man, 12 Years a Slave, The Sleep Experiment. Like, it's just so bizarre that someone felt the need to, again, like, it's fine to be like, oh, here are some tropes in this movie about a terrible thing. But you, there should just be a little button when you're editing that, like, some whoever's in charge here, which maybe they'll reach, hey, tell, give me a heads up, I guess, I don't know. Whoever's in charge here should have a little button they can click that's like turn off the epic bacon law language for some movies i don't know but then you won't have a podcast so maybe don't that's, do that oof, um, wait yeah never mind i'm gonna edit that out it's anyway let funny me ju- when i don't edit that out. let yeah. me just finish that will be funny let me just finish my point here i think like uh, not only did i want to watch this movie but if the whole point of the podcast is to make fun of the tv tropes website you will not find better examples of that than the saddest movies ever made. And so I think this is probably the height of the form, really. Yeah, and it is one where, you know, if you feel free to go to the TV shows page for 12 Years a Slave if you want to follow along, unless you are driving or something. Um, hey, do it if you're driving. Look, There's no yeah, cops fine. around. Do, hey, I, look, I don't want to be responsible for any accidents that might come across from this podcast. I'm not even sure if I want to be responsible for this podcast. Um, so that's, you know... But I was also going to say, sorry, when I was bringing up people, whatever, the other, like, addendum in addition to content warnings and everything, hey, I don't know, if I say something that is messed up, feel free to reach out to me. I'm one of those people who thinks that uh, generally it's good to listen to people and I won't be- turn into one of those weirdos who, like, quote tweets their message and was like, looks like someone didn't like that, you know. I'm trying to think of different segments you can have for this show. and I have a few in I, mind. I, well, a few good ideas, but I think – that one would be the tell Andrew he's wrong segment. That's good. Yeah, honestly, I, I will. I want people to tell me I'm wrong. I want to listen to people um, in good faith, not someone, you know, not like. The not person. like if you emailed me, I would just make fun yeah. of you on air. Don't, don't email Alex. He'll make fun of you. Anyway. Don't email, email me. me. We'll have a don't email him at all. Anyway, let's it's been 20 <laughs> minutes. So let's uh, let's get into it the um i think we've explained why this should not have a tv shows page um you know i actually have a section that uh i want to save for the end of this called just the yikes corner (laughs) um where i have a few of these tropes that i kind of don't want to dive into i just want to list them out and say yikes because it'll be uh understandable why it's bad unless you wrote this tv tropes page and then um good I job 
No, no, bad job. Oh wait, job. bad job. I, I, no, I, I, don't I, do I this. meant bad job. I, I cut that out. <laughs> I won't. But anyway, uh, one of the fr- so one note one I noticed is you've got this is like a little lighter. Like this is more just like annoying nitpicking rather than being incredibly insensitive, um, which they have a trope called Canada A. And it says, Brad Pitt features as Bass, a Canadian humanist and abolitionist. His Canadian accent is remarkably non-existent. Right. I thought, uh, my first thought on watching this movie was they should have a trope for surprise Brad Pitt at the end of the movie. That's, well, they they have a cameo trope that says Brad Pitt has two scenes. And spoilers also for anything we're discussing. It's a real life story. Um... It's, it's not a, one of those the, non-spoiler recap podcasts. No, it's also like you should if you haven't seen it, you should take the time to watch it anyway, I think, even if it's spoiled even after this cuz it's not the kind of movie where there's like a big twist. It's just like a very straightforward uh movie about the brutality of slavery in a way that I think the education system often kind of like whitewashes and they kind of i feel like a lot of the like when the movie came out I feel like part of the discourse was like oh a lot of schools and whatever are just like you know it's like working but for free you have a job where you get money but what if you did it for free that's being a slave and it is what if it was much worse than that it's fundamentally <laughs> much worse than that in a way that uh i would call it a conga line of trauma I, I, yeah, that's. I think that's the most appropriate name someone. You're really could get coming it. down on that description, but it's pretty accurate if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I just think never stops. It's like a conga line. You know, I remember in the Gettysburg Address, Lincoln talking about the conga line of trauma that we now find ourselves facing and overcoming. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Brad Abraham Pitt Lincoln doing doing Twitter talk. Yeah, this is by the way. So the other thing is, it says in the Canada A. I won't Brad give Pitt an features, example, but you could. Imagine. Oh wait, sorry. Which of which Twitter thing? I found a new type of guy. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, we build it out from there. But anyway, Brad Pitt. He's not. He uh, does. He just sounds Lincoln, like Brad Pitt. Lincoln was one of the first people to be canceled. He was with a gun. Yeah. That also, was, not uh, the first, I guess, at all, because a lot of people were killed with guns before that. But um, yeah, the, the history. What is history? But a, what is canceling? But politics by other means. So true, Andrew. Very smart quote. Um, um my question anyway, for you, yeah. I guess, in relation to the Brad Pitt cameo, do you think Brad Pitt has a contract where he's not allowed to play bad guys anymore? What, like, since Fight Club? Yeah, well, at a certain point of fame, you stop being, like, an actor and start being, like, an idol, right? So, like, if you like, if you had Brad Pitt Slave Master, I feel like we would be dwelling on that as a culture for, <laughs> for five yeah, years. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Well, that's the thing is, there is, in what apparently this TV tropes page deems a casting gag, Paul Giamatti. Um, How was that a casting gag? I'm glad you asked. Uh, according to this page, 
Paul Giamatti played an unscrupulous slave trader who cared for nothing but money. In Planet of the Apes 2001, he played a simian human slave trader with similar traits. Now, do you think they cast him because they were like, I loved you in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Just do, do that even, again. Even more specifically, do you think Steve McQueen said, you know what would make a great casting gag? If we cast Paul Giamatti and if audience members in between, uh, you know, empathizing with this, yeah, just unimaginable horror, wiped away a tear and said, wow, Paul Giamatti, what a (laughs) casting gag, because he was in Planet of the Apes 2001. (laughs) I'm happy to have this casting gag to lighten the mood in between everything else that's happening. Back to the scene where he separates a boy from his mother. Yeah, that's, and I mean, you know, he, uh, it's, it's again the sort of thing where that one's, again, almost like a decent example of something. Because calling a casting gag is insensitive. But also just the weird Reddit YouTube movie analysis brain that's, like, trying to make this very specific connection that is very stretched. I mean, I don't know if you could also be, like... Uh, casting gag like in American Beauty Harvey Picar is a slave to his uh, you know I've never seen American Beauty and also it's not American Beauty I'm thinking of it's um, American Splendor so great I'm glad that we had that tangent uh, this one I this is another and you know feel free if you if you're scrolling down you see something here um I've just started perusing. Um, yeah. We have We've an ironic a... juxtaposition. Oh, wait, wait, no, uh, wait. I found a better one. We, okay. we have a trope of the I cannot self-terminate. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> a famous trope from movies like The Terminator where someone does not have the courage to commit suicide. That's th- And that's the thing because I cannot self-terminate is when you, like, click the trope, it shows you, and this is for the site in general, for anyone who spent time on this, and it's a site that's, like, very easy to fall into, like, a TV tropes hole where you click from one thing to the other. So Um, easy. There's your afternoon. Yeah, but, like, the example of I cannot self-terminate is supposed to be, like, spoiler alert, I have no mouth and I must scream, where someone uh, is trapped in this, like, I don't know, sci-fi horror situation. Like, the example of I cannot self-terminate. Well, yeah, like you said, it's the quote from Terminator 2. I cannot self-terminate. You must lower me into the steel. Right. A lot of similarities with 12 Years a Slave there. Yeah, whereas in 12 Years a Slave, it is about uh, Oscar winner for this performance, Lupita Nyong'o's character um wanting to kill herself because of the horrors visited upon her daily but she can't because it is against her programming yeah exactly yeah because she is of course it turns out she's an android uh if you look at the hints but just like that's like the that's like a great example of when the person was writing this were they like the because i guess they try and get as many you know, are they watching, like, with a notepad? And they're like, all right, got to mark these. Mm, 
That kind of reminds me of when the Terminator couldn't kill himself. That reminds me of the end of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Um, as opposed to, like, I don't know, other movies where someone wants... Like, the idea that the Terminator invented having a life so horrible you want to die but being unable to bring yourself to commit suicide. Right, something he does not wear on his sleeve. No, and and also, it's a real stretching the definition of I cannot here because the Terminator cannot self-terminate because he's a robot, not because he is uh, a human <laughs> who is trying to escape the horror of existence in you know as a slave in the antebellum south well that's why they um, had to put that line of programming in because it would be so easy for him to do it if he wanted to he could like rip his own head that's off a good point that's he could a, like that is drive a motorcycle into an explosion instead of away from it yeah i mean Whereas that's Lupita Nyong'o's way. never done any of those things as far as i know no well not in this movie i mean she might have i haven't seen all of her certainly work. not andrew certainly not Oh, another uh, good trope I've found here, and I don't know if this would come across when when you start watching the movie. This is a good example of the made a slave trope. And I then mean, next to the definition, it says the premise of the film. <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm curious what the other examples are, because I would say this is probably the that is one where I will say this is actually a very good example of that trope in the abstract. Um, and I guess the trope is just the main character ends up a slave at some point in the story. And again, the thing is, uh, you read this page and it says, this is a common plot element in hentai. (laughs) And I think, and I think that there was at some point a disconnect between the notion of a hentai where a character is made a slave and the real life story of a man who was kidnapped and sold into slavery. Um, I was guessing they were going to say, like, Star Wars, but I guess in hentai that happens as well. Well, Star Wars, I think, I'm sure is listed here. I mean, Shout out to at... the people really paying attention to the plot in their hentai. They're not yeah, just skipping I... to the fun parts. I'm trying to find, oh, films live action. I've, the I... first example, I mean, it's alphabetical, but so, of course, the first example... If you look at the trope of made a slave and you're like, oh, what are some movies from made that? The very first example, because alphabetically they start with numbers, is 12 Years a Slave. Like right. If you go, also, and they Captain nailed Am- it. Yeah. 12 Years a Slave, along movies such as uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, <laughs> which says, quote, although never explicitly acknowledged as such, The Winter yeah. Soldier was turned into for what all – for." All practical purposes is a brainwashed and heavily conditioned slave. And that's the thing about connecting all these tropes. I don't think Bucky Barnes and Solomon Northup should be in the same category on this website or any website. But they're both part of the trope, Andrew. <clears throat> I bet the same like I'm not I'm not on that page, but I bet they also have like Fight Club because he didn't like his job or whatever. <laughs> No, I, they don't have Fight Club. They do have Star Wars, as you said. Um, there's. I, I guess uh, it depends on how flexible you're you're getting with your movie tropes. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is that Bucky seems like they're being very flexible because there's a whole other trope of like brainwashed 
killer, like the Manchurian candidate. Like, Bucky is a Manchurian candidate. He's not a... Bucky is not the same as 12 Years a Slave. Bucky is the same as the Manchurian candidate. That exists. That's a separate category of thing. And it's just wild that someone out of, like... I don't think whoever made that watched 12 Years a Slave and watched Captain America Winter Soldier and was I like, certainly didn't. No, yeah. I was just like, wow. It's like I'm watching 12 Years a Slave again. <laughs> like, I think it's clearly someone who is just feels this methodical need to make any connections possible. Um, and I don't know. There have to be better things to do with your time. Wait, I mean, Andrew, I found a... another important trope. Yeah. This is this comes up a lot while you're watching the movie, and I think it kind of rests on the audience. Um, this this movie is an example of misplaced vegetation. <laughs> I, I love that they have, like, little cinema sins ding things in addition to the wild thing, because, like, Sure. Well, sure. let me just I explain guess... how, Andrew. Maybe you don't understand why. The You're water right. hyacinth. The audience probably, uh, I mean, most of them probably saw the movie and instantly spotted the misplaced vegetation. But just in case anyone didn't. The water hyacinth did not reach the United States until 1884. And this movie takes place in 1845. So I don't think we would have been spotting too many water hyacinths in the American South. Just imagine being director Steve McQueen. And going, sorry, did set design leave some water hyacinth? TV Tropes is going to tear <laughs> into us for this. you going to tear me a new one. you got to take these out and replace it with more indigenous American fauna. Flora. Ugh. TV Tropes is going to be having a field day with this podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, I wonder what tropes. This one, uh, is this an example of... Some of these... This the is the is noble I... bigot. <laughs> oh god yeah that's the other one sorry is noble bigot noble no wait bigot. wait very important to add oh, noble bigot geez. and noble bigot with a badge are two separate entries <laughs> why the noble bigot and the noble bigot with a badge i i i almost want to like i want to figure out because i guess you're like it's a subset of noble bigot there's a common uh trope of like a noble bigoted policeman i guess i mean that's like in tw- in uh three billboards outside of ebbing missouri you've got um uh charlie day charlie day who am i trying to say rob McElhenney. no <laughs> not the other it's always sunny guy um i, I I cannot believe he keeps playing racist. Like he had a run of like playing six sweet D. Oh, this Sam is actually Rockwell. something. Yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. This is something we talk about a lot on Pod Damn America. Is this is like, uh, especially the 2010s. I don't know if it's maybe coming to an end, but we are in the heyday of racist white character acting. Like yeah. just amazing well, work being done. And people being like, "Get off of my porch!" Yeah, I can do that I again mean, if you need to. No, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, let's clip that, um, it is, that is the thing where you go, like, uh, it's good, I feel like it's good that you have a creative team, like, whenever you see, like, Tarantino and Django Unchanged, which, like, I like, and you're just, like, I don't know, are you making a lot of these choices, like, I don't know if Quentin Tarantino can, like, Steve McQueen I trust more to make some of these choices they do. Um, but it's definitely got to be like 
weird you you would be like i guess when you're you think like would actors give interviews you really want michael fassbender to be to not do the thing of like oh it was such a joy to inhabit being on the set that like people do for movies you want him to hopefully in interviews was like i'm sure he was i don't think he was like goofing around like if he was in a marvel movie or something i did not i don't remember interviews from the time but i'm sure he was uh appropriate about it um yeah there's a lot of instances of like noble bigot and oh god uh, but i found another good one i found another good one well i'm gonna say in counteractive to obviously evil an argument could be made for epps since he's obviously unhinged and two nose deep in insane troll logic <laughs> to see what he a is. monster he really is. A lot and of these slave owners had insane troll logic, and that was really toxic to the community back then. Do you think that they have, like, imagine discussions now. Imagine, like, if this language, because part of the whole thing is, if you're, obviously people should discuss and talk about and criticize and dig into films with, you know, difficult themes, but you should do it with the appropriate language. And it just feels like, imagine people now having a conversation about like removing statues of Robert E. Lee and being like, Robert E. Lee was a noble bigot and someone else, so he needs a statue. And someone else is like, oh, that sounds like some insane troll um, logic, which <laughs> Robert E. Lee deployed regularly. Um, Robert E. Lee was more of the noble bigot with a badge trope than the noble bigot no badge. It's also what they say, yeah. It's, I guess, yeah, sure. Tech, some kind of badge. It's a different trope, but as a separate entry. Yeah, there's a noble bigot with a badge, comma, not a police badge, comma, a general badge. <laughs> um, it's saying troll logic. The idea that Michael Fassbender's character Epps is using "quote unquote" insane troll logic. He's not using insane troll logic. He's using like religion and property rights arguments in the movie which i guess you could argue that's insane troll logic but if you're gonna argue that like property rights are hey you know what go for it i'm gonna see the tv tropes that says that uh reagan used insane troll logic to justify firing all of the air traffic controllers and replacing them like that's anything that's bad is just also insane troll logic all mods are bastards. Yeah, we're on the uh, eve of uh, Christian cinema using insane troll logic to vote against the minimum wage. <laughs> that's my new thing. Um, whenever that's my new thing now. That'll be on the shirt, the TV Nope shirts. It is. Be... It is kind of insane troll logic if you think about it. I kind of. That's. It's the shirt's gonna say. Uh, everything is insane troll logic to me, and people will say, what is that shirt from? And they'll say, Ugh, I don't want you to know that I listen to this. <laughs> um, this is also like punch clock villains. So that's the example of something that's actually not like that wild a uh, trope to have on, again, like a Marvel movie or something. Like, oh, in some you know media the villains are like minions like joker minions or whatever and they're like off the clock and they're only like fighting the bad guy because it's their job like that's not a wild thing to document and punch clock villain is not even a wild way to document it 
But it's very odd to say that the Fords, quote, who are perfectly nice people except for the fact that they willingly participate in the slave trade, are punch clock villains. That's just their life. It's true. They're villains on the clock. They're vill- They're always on the clock. It's a really uh, tightly worded way of expressing a philosophical uh, critique of the analysis of society and how much how much blame rests on the individual slave owners as much as slavery the institution. And I think yeah. that is how they get into such tropes as the sex is evil and I am horny entry. I had that in the yikes corner. So I was going to go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, did I step into yikes? That was not my intention. You into the yikes corner. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Andrew, like I no apologize. No, it's, it is the thing where um, the, you know, a big point in the movie and in real life, uh, I haven't read 12 Years a Slave, the book, but I know much of it's pretty closely adapted. Um, There's is, actually a movie out if you can watch it. I should I should check that out. Um, is Epps the uh, one of the masters who Northup is sold to, uh, brutalizes and uh, rapes and you know horror? F- just you can watch the movie to know more about uh, what happens in it. And uh, the issue is when you take a horrible thing like that and put it through like anime comic trope logic which is all defined in terms of romantic relationships you end up with some very uh yikes tropes like and i'll just read through the yikes section here we've got bigot with a crush (laughs) which is not which bigot with not without a badge with a crush bigots are often having crushes they have multiple different entries for what bigots do yeah, that's a trope. Yeah, for a website that um, it is the weird thing, right? Like, do we need to? Am I on TV tropes or every... bigot watch here? Exactly, right? the The example of bigot with a crush that they use that pops up is Red Skull, who I guess uh, at one point in the comics had a crush on uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, because he says that she is, in this comic panel that they use, a Jew, a, I don't, I think you're supposed to say Romani or Traveler, a mutant, and yet so beautiful, so deceptively human. And oh, I'm hot for this mage. Yeah, I guess Epps is kind of the red skull of 12 Years a Slave, if you had to compare it to that, yeah. the to the only other movie captain america winter soldier <laughs> um there's as a, we've learned they're both very similar movies kind of trauma conga lines in a way yeah that's uh oh god i i'm actually curious i'm gonna go to trauma conga line because that does seem like one where maybe there should be an episode just on the trauma conga line page that feels no, like you gotta the do it movie to get... by movie andrew yeah, well, I mean, Trauma Conga Line just sounds like it's going to be every movie that's ever going to be covered on this podcast. I assume. I Like, if you look at film animation, like, all right, whatever. Land Before Time. I guess they go through a Trauma Conga Line in that they Littlefoot's mother dies and then they have 
other obstacles. And then it's the extinction of dinosaurs, which you know is looming there. So that's kind that's of always traumatic. Looming. Always loom. Um, Whenever I see a dinosaur, I just start to cry. I guess okay. The Dark Knight, what the you know Harvey Dent story. Like all right, I guess it's I'm okay with calling. I mean I wouldn't, but I don't think it's out of the question to call Harvey Dent's story in The Dark Knight a trauma conga line because you know it's a it's a superhero movie whatever. Um, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Jurassic Park. All right. To be fair, most of these examples are comics and whatever. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Yeah, you know. That's kind of a trauma conga line. I mean, classic trauma conga line. These teen Avengers teen Age of Ultron. YA section <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> Truly, the twelve years a slave of the Avengers movies. It turns out most of the Avengers movies were a trauma conga line, which I had never noticed. Yeah, I, yeah, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Affinity War, all trauma conga lines. Um, there's a mythology and religion section. So Job goes through a trauma conga line. Um, and like a long Classically thing about so. Dionysus. Someone was really into Dionysus. They have like a, geez, one of the great stories of our essay time about the trauma conga line that Dionysus went through. Uh, oh, last entry in the uh, trauma conga line, Country Mouse, Anna, from the 1920 film Way Down East. So I, I guess I for mice, what is life, really, but a trauma conga line? I mean, if you see an owl or a cat, they could, I mean, you can get eaten by almost anything if you're a mouse. Yeah, what is trauma co- What is life but a sh- brutal short trauma conga line what is life but a yikes section yeah the yikes section also has uh and this is why i put this in the yikes section because it says uh quote break the cutie this is again uh something that feels like was developed for anime (laughs) i think if the tv trust page just limited themselves to being the hentai analysis website, they would actually have very spot on listings here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the thing, right? That like you have break the cutie, and the example is like that they use is Madoka Magica as like the main example. What is that? Um, have you know? Oh, you should maybe. Well, I mean, it's it's a good. It's people have called it like the Evangelion of like magical girl anime. So. That's pretty much, that's a little reductive, but also the fastest way for me to explain to you what it is. Yes, Um, yes, It's like Sailor Moon if, you know how Evangelion is like, wow, what if uh, instead of being fun, fighting in mechs was the worst thing ever and everything sucked? So it's like, what if Sailor Moon, but the worst thing ever and everything sucked? Hmm, that does sound sad. Yeah, it's like 12 episodes. You can check it out. And then, you know, I don't know how many movies. I've been Um, feeling too good lately. Yeah. So, uh, hey, TV Tropes recommends Madoka Magica, an example of Break the Cutie. If you enjoyed, or didn't enjoy, but if if you were touched by 12 Years a Slave, you might also appreciate Madoka Magica. I enjoyed it. Um... 
I mean, I, it's, you know, it's anything like that where you think, like, uh, it's, I mean, it's very good. I was crying at the end. Not of, well, actually, also a Madoka man. Right, it's important not, to remember when you're watching a sad movie that uh, you're not actually in the movie and you're just lying on a couch or whatever. Yeah, uh, that is one of the advantages of watching a sad movie versus being a slave for 12 life. years. Yeah, being yeah. a slave for 12 years. I think, given the option... Way better, honestly. Um, This, yeah, I thought I would find other examples of Break the Cutie where it was applied very, uh, you know, inappropriately. But it seems like... Well, it's it in contrast like... to Break the uh, Haughty and Break the Badass. Yeah, that sounds Two right. Two separate entries, which are not in this movie. I mean, that's the, that is the thing. It does seem like when you actually go to the trope page and you look at the examples of media of that trope versus looking at the examples of tropes for specific media, some editor seems a little more, like, uh, on the ball. Like, someone was in there going, like, why did people put 12 Years a Slave under Break the Cutie? I'm taking that away. But Break the Cutie is still under... <clears throat> the page 12 years a slave which also has the page for yandere what is that that was the last one yeah so tsundere, is that like tsundere it is like tsundere which i'm sorry to tsundere i can't imagine listening to this and the one thing someone objects to would be the pronunciation of tsundere, tsundere. they were like everything i heard sounded fine and then you said soon you shouldn't be rolling the r that's not part of it it's a soft r but it's not spanish you should uh okay i'll trust you you're the you've got the um yeah i'll trust you uh you've you've got the anime podcast therefore you are an expert on japanese language and culture thank you i appreciate you saying as it's as it is now um so a tsundere, because a tsundere is tsundere, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, is uh, a classic, like, anime thing where they're, like, like, someone is, like, in love with, like, the main guy or whatever, and they're, like, acting like they don't like him. It's like Helga from Hey Arnold. Helga is tsundere. Yes, but, yeah, because she, she... She's she's angry, but she's in love. Whereas Yon, Yondere, I have the TV tropes page up here, is when when you're insane with love, like the Which, slave driver was for the slave that he loved to abuse. Yeah. Which I can't. I I really can't think of a. <laughs> Seems a like a stretch to way me. I don't to know. Describe that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's really like. <laughs> like if you had to talk, like tell somebody what this movie was. And just like break it down really quickly, we're like, well, you have the slave driver, uh, Mr. Epps, but he is Yandere for his fastest uh, cotton-picking slave, played by Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, and it's yeah, that I think that would be. It's crazy uh, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, is Yandere? I'm learning. I'm learning, and I'm laughing. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think that's, it's like that one, 
and I forget what the other one I said was a perfect. Oh, Trauma Conga Line. But Yandere is kind of a perfect one because the brain of a person, the fascinating brain, perhaps we shall study it one day, that I, watches I the movie and says, ah, yes, yeah. Epscreen is Yandere in this situation. <laughs> what an informal ending for Eps. Your master. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, if he's not when he's being Yandere, you'd have to say Epsama, because uh, Epsama, yeah, you know, Epsama. due to society, be Epsenpai. I don't think he'd probably be a senpai to you. He'd almost definitely be a Sama. I don't want him to be anything to me. This not. I, I don't think any of these people think, did. No, I don't think this guy was a noble bigot. I think is there an example of just bigot? You see, he was not the noble bigot. The noble bigot was Master Ford, his first master, who was nice but was a slave owner. Yes, which I think is incompatible. It's funny that I have like actual thoughts on this movie, but that is not the purview. Well, of no, this that's podcast. not what. No, 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 that's not what. <laughs> no, I mean, it. It isn't. This is about the TV trope page and general. Uh, you know. I will say, Andrew, having spent an hour on the TV Tropes website seems like it's really just fried your brain. Just really soaked into your bones. (laughs) I mean, it's like it's stuff like Berserk Button. A lot of these are just (laughs) applied to Epps. Like Epps, oh, he has a Berserk Button. His Berserk Button is when he drinks and when uh, Lupino Nyong'o tries to get away from him. And it's like... The webpage argues that Lupita Nyong'o is his berserk button. Oh, she's his berserk button? She's... Uh, because uh, like, he's like he has all this like race anger that he's attracted to her, but he's mad at himself, and his wife hates her, and then, you know, that then he just goes berserk! He goes psycho mode! He, yeah, he's... Uh, oh, man. He's... Uh, oh, Epps is evolving to his next form! <laughs> Yeah, his anger from like it's just this weird animeification. I don't know if it's like like a teenager who does this or if it's like it, other, I think it's just know, okay. like internet culture. Yeah, that's the thing. It's internet culture and it's just not good. This is a bad part of internet culture. That <laughs> thumbs down. That shouldn't be. That down like, vote. Uh oh. No Reddit gold for this kind of behavior. Well, there's, there's like, the example of, like, the better kind, or, like, the the still bad but not as bad kind, which, again, is that, like, super hyper plot hole stuff and, like, all, all the rest of TV Tropes is an example of stuff I don't, like, love as, like, an analysis, like, focusing on these sorts of things. Um, like, even, okay, there's a, there's a part where... Sorry, I'm trying to look for where it is. I think it's... Oh, here it is. Flat character. So, flat character. Solomon doesn't learn something through his trials or start the film with a flaw that he has to confront through the process of the film. He simply endures the horrors of slavery until he's able to escape. Justified, of course. His ordeals in real life weren't the result of anything he did wrong. Just the cruelty of slavery as a system. I love the Thanks. caveat there. Like, and I'm not yeah. holding it against him, but I'm just saying uh, I'm not seeing the Dan Harmon arc here. Yeah, that's like the thing where it's like that's almost like worse in some ways. Where it's like, well, then why <laughs> did you say it? Like, why did you like? 
the I and it's also part of this like screenwriting 101 YouTube series type thing where you're like yeah, a character arc is like a useful thing to have in a story. Um I actually by the way, I don't think that's even correct. I think this person is I, and I know this is I sorry to impugn someone on TV tropes. That's the last thing we want to do, Andrew. Yeah. I actually don't think that's correct. I think the movie, I don't know how accurate this would be to real life, but I think the movie actually does structure it to have something of an arc where he goes from kind of, and again, this is in the context of the film. I don't know how it goes to real life. Like he goes from having this sort of lack of concern about, to some degree, I'm not saying he's not concerned, but he then gets involved in abolitionist causes after going through it. Like, the movie definitely is trying to portray something of a character arc and of him learning a lesson through what he goes through. Like, that is there. Um, there's a, uh, oh my god, it is apparently an example of foregone conclusion. Did you see this, or do you want to guess what the foregone conclusion is? Oh, that he escaped slavery. No, no. Uh, really? Because that was the thing I kept returning to is like, oh, will he get it? Oh, yeah, it's in the title. He's definitely going to. Well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Only it says, 12 we know years. I mean, I guess he could die after 12 years. That Solomon's ordeal in slavery is going to last 12 years. And it is very odd. Like, that's not even, like, that offensive or whatever. But it's, like, people who are, like, you know. Honestly, that might even be the least bad part of the site. I don't know why I spent of the, the yeah, sure. Foregone conclusion. There's nothing inherently terrible at saying that. There's also um What's the one on the is, page that you were gonna tell me? Yeah. So this is one where like to a certain degree there's a certain formula of writing these. It's like very like meme and like so you're you know so you find yourself in a bad situation. You think it can't get any worse. But uh-oh, a TV opens up and someone tells you you have to solve a bunch of traps. Uh, this just got worse. Like, it talks like in this like second person annoying whatever. So, but for the most part, they use like, oh, justified, uh, subverted. Like, they talk in this kind of formulaic way where a specific editor's voice doesn't necessarily come through it's very much a tv tropes website voice and the thing that's like well you do know someone chose to put yandere on the 12 years of slave tv tropes page so that's a choice that someone made but there's a section does this remind you of anything and that's what the tv tropes website could be called entirely i think you could all just call this does this remind you of anything does this remind you of a hentai you've seen? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Every movie does. Um, and this one has a few examples um, that that are like a, an exploration of a fascinating brain that I can't imagine these sorts of connections because this sort of puts it in... I don't want to oversell it, but one of the does this remind you of anything is the manner in which Solomon is kidnapped is eerily reminiscent of how modern human trafficking works. 
Yeah. Um, Weird. It's eerie in a way how previous oh. human trafficking is just like modern human trafficking. Yeah, but also, I mean, not ex. Yeah, okay. Promise of a child. Like, yeah, I guess that's like. Would you just do that for anything? Like, does this remind you of anything? In the movie Lincoln, Lincoln is assassinated, just as at a later date. Martin Luther King would be assassinated. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I, I guess. That's I a mean, good point. Like, That's kind of okay. a trope. You're doing um, tropes when you do that, and it hurts right, Israel. What, that's a real someone, you know, the, the real-life assassination trope? JFK, the movie, is an example of the real-life assassination trope. <laughs> um, then this next one, and here's the thing. They lead into this. In this example... They they seem to know they shouldn't be writing this because they say this is very disturbing to write. Again, though, this is clearly their job and they have to or else why would why would they be doing this? This is very disturbing to write. But then again, it's a very disturbing film. And what follows is the way Clemens reacts when he is rescued by his master is eerily similar to the way a lost dog reacts when found as a sh- at a shelter. What? <laughs> I know! That is a lot of interpretation. <laughs> that, that is... That is, uh, he, that is he, not what I thought me, in the movie at all. <laughs> I did not either. If you were to ask me, does this remind you of anything? I would say No. I no, guess, like, if you said it to me, I'd be like, yeah, it is kind of like a dog. But I, you're not watching it like, hey, that's like a dog. Well, it's also like the way a human would react <laughs> to being rescued by another human. And is in the movie. That's what happens in the movie. It's an example of the trope of person being thankful to other human. Which, like, the fact, like, yeah, obviously you are supposed to see that scene and you're like, Oh, that's horrifying that he, you know, is that the situation is such that he is so thankful that a less terrible master is, you know, coming to get him than presumably what he assumes to be waiting for him. But but this this weird thing of this is very disturbing to write. Then don't. <laughs> then don't. That like feels like what a lot of these could just be. You got to hit like, that just, word count. I, do you some of this if you're anything and, less than 12,000 words google's not going to list it they're not going to list your tv tropes page you're not going to be that first click on the is a 12 years a slave an example of but not too black averted oh jeez what what is according to the averted. page yes <laughs> but it's but not too black averted so it's the you sequel could have just to said but no. not too black so just don't mention it like the the thing is because they're saying i assume that it's like there is a thing you know in a lot of movies and media and everything of like lightening people's skin and of um but not in this movie no but like okay just don't and also sorry the last so the page for but not too black is um you know a so it's got a the first paragraph is a relatively sensitively written thing it says you know 
After a long struggle in gaining visibility and acceptance in the entertainment world, ethnically African-American actors and actresses have many more opportunities in Hollywood and on television than they ever had before. Some have become huge stars in their own right. Unfortunately, as these new opportunities grew, a new dark side of racial bias emerged. Next sentence, or should we say, a new light side? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Is that <laughs> hyperlinked? Don't... Could you click yes! on that? Yes! I, it... to... I can just tell from the language now. I've been on you... here for No, don't click hour. it. You haven't... Have you clicked it yet? I'm don't not click clicking it on yet. anything. Good. Guess I'm just what? curled up in a ball. Guess what the page it is links to. Uh, 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 but don't uh, click it. Just guess. So it says, so it just gave a long, you know, not long, but a paragraph long, reasonable enough explanation about, uh, you know, it's, you could certainly point out that it's not great in a lot of ways, but it's not like egregious. And then they say uh, a new racial bias, a new dark side of racial bias. Or should we say a new light side? And light is hyperlinked. Oh, it's going to be like it's going to be like Star Wars or something. It's going to be like a new hope. No. Okay. Good guess. What is it? It's just the page for pun. What? (laughs) It's the page because it's a pun for pun because it's a pun. Why do they have a page for a pun? A pun isn't a movie trope. I will. I, it's according to. I'm this stuck in a labyrinth of words, and I want to get out. The pun is such a trope that it has tons of sub tropes. Andrew, I can't do this anymore. How does this podcast end? <laughs> I've spent okay. so long on TVTropes.com. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh God. Anyway, the point is the if it's averted. Just don't say it. Then it shouldn't be on the page if it's a yeah. <laughs> You know what else it is? It, you know what else it is? It's also an example of I hit the random trope. <laughs> yeah. It's also an example of a giant space flea from nowhere averted. Because guess, there is no giant space flea. I was surprised there wasn't there wasn't a trope for white devil. Because I was watching this thinking, and maybe this can be a segment you have where you predict what tropes are on the page before you look at it. Um like, I thought it was going to be like, crazy white boy. Master Epps is a crazy white boy from the way he treats his slaves. See, here's the thing. I think that there's a um, probably, and this is really speculating now. I'm going to say the people who write these pages are probably a bunch of crazy white boys. As a crazy white boy myself, um, you know, Jewish, so 90%. 95%? What's, it right. feels like we all have the chart. There was some Twitter guy. Sorry to bring this, this up. Is a tangent. This gets, yeah, <laughs> hey, but tangent alert. Woo, woo. I can spot them just by, like, reading the tone of your voice at this point. <laughs> uh, there's a tangent um, that I'm going to say right now, uh, which is that... Um, do you know this guy on Twitter, Conceptual James? Yes, somehow. James Lindsay? Yeah, he's like a. There's a no chance whoever is listening has heard of conceptual James, but he's I know He's a professional moron. <laughs> he's a professional moron, and Barry Weiss. He's like a, think a tank different guy. kind of professional moron. Um, yeah, I don't even know he's a think tank guy. I think he works for like a university or something. He's like angling to be a think tank guy. You would agree to that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I accept. That Surely you would agree to that. Think tank guy averted. Um, and so he, 
he had some so Barry Weiss, who's like the whole thing is like split between uh you know wanting to be the queen of determining what is or isn't anti-semitism and also like the cancel culture thing um and she was like last year i think uh during the protest in the summer she was like um here are some people you should follow tell you what's going on with the protests and it was like a list of like the worst people you could follow who all had the same opinions about the protests um and which is a really easy way of her not having to just own a terrible opinion. Just be like, food for thought. What if you read these terrible opinions? Um, and so one of them was James, uh, Conceptual James. And then like a couple weeks ago, Conceptual James was like, uh, the alt-right in fascism comes from a reasonable response to wokeness. And also Jews are helping promote wokeness, and they should be recognizing that that's why anti-Semitism occurs, which is a wildly anti-Semitic thing yeah, to say. I don't say. think there were too many woke people in, like, 1400s Italy or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's like, yeah. Oh, man, you know that thing uh, where Shakespeare, he just wrote, like, Merchant of Venice because yeah. he was so tired of all the cancel culture. It was a reaction the to, to the way we're acting on campuses. Um. And also, a, OK Boomer Girl, he had a big thing against OK Boomer Girl. He he just thought she was too hot. A lot of his plays were like, how is this girl so hot? Uh, man, some people, you're like, you know, you don't have to put your whole, uh, like, psychiatric hang-up mind palace on the timeline, buddy. Right. It's you almost a trope this. in a way, along the lines it's, of yes, like, can't hold his liquor, or Chekhov's oh, yeah. gunman. Chekhov's gunman. Yeah. Some of these, Chekhov's gun isn't just an earlier plot point happened. <laughs> That's like, true. Every movie has a Chekhov's gunman, yeah, if this is every, the case of a, yeah, it in a movie. <laughs> Chekhov's gunman, a character introduced in the first scene appeared in a later scene <laughs> um so he uh so anyway the uh yeah i don't even remember why oh because the conceptual james conceptual james which not I as innocent s- as he seems on barry <laughs> weiss's list yeah conceptual james subverted these aren't concepts <laughs> at all um, so they so i i'm gonna say this is probably uh, a site with sort of Im- an implied audience and writer base. Like there's a thing, and this is interesting because there was an example it says is that, oh, this is an example of white man's burden, um, which it, I don't know, subverted, played straight, but it says that Brad Pitt sort of saves the day. And it says in this, well, he does. Yeah. But so out in of this nowhere. section. Well, yeah, which I do think is part of the thing that like he has saved randomly like because it's is, a real life story and not yeah made up exactly um and there's a part in this section that says the film received some criticism for having the protagonist simply get rescued by a white savior rather than escape by his own devices and ingenuity but this is what the real solomon said happened which does yeah, feel this like is a, a true real... story what the fuck kind of criticism is that? <laughs> well they don't cite it actually i mean that's the thing how come you didn't uh think... fight america by yourself and win <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Answer that. 
I think that this this does feel a little bit like. So I did look it up a little beforehand to see like how prevalent that criticism was. And it feels like not super. I think people there were some people who said like, now I don't want. It. God forbid we discuss the actual film. Um, you know, I don't think uh, there were people who I think sort of said like, oh, this is, you know. Unlike clowning on a TV show's page, this is not the kind of discourse I feel qualified to make a meaningful contribution to. But, uh, you know, people said, like, oh, you better is say this it anyway. A good, well, I'm saying, like, is this a good story to have turned into a movie to make about this? Which, I mean, I don't know. People have written smart things about, you know, how uh, that someone can read if they want to instead of listening to this about it, about, uh, whether you know whatever the role of movies about slavery etc you know how they impact modern day all sorts of smart stuff you can write but i do think in this paragraph on this tv tropes page there is this sort of implication that you're like dunking on the imaginary sjw where you're gonna be like uh but this is how like that they bring up this criticism but don't like show an example of it or whatever you know what I mean? Like, if they exist, like, it feels like they made, it's like that making up a person to get mad at. Yeah, there is a lot of making up a person to get mad at. I also see what you mean by maybe they feel like they're a white person talking to another white person with the way they write the tropes. But also, I think primarily this is done out of a place of pure insanity because this website <laughs> is not useful for anything <laughs> no i mean that's like that's like the thing that if you read this website and you were like i want to read some film analysis about 12 years a slave you would come away uh a worse person as i have learned <laughs> but you I know the tropes person i'm i know the tropes and now i am a worse person for having learned them for having learned the ways that um there's this also okay sorry there's one that says there's a trope covers always lie what does that mean and uh this is a trope that like the cover of a piece of media a book uh you know movie poster etc is uh showing you a misconception um and so this one, covers always lie. The poster implies Solomon will attempt to escape, yet that never happens. He just patiently waits for his chance. And the poster... He does shows kind him, of try to escape in one scene, and he makes it he, like yeah, five he minutes also, that's for the other coming thing. on a it, gang of murderers. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. That like It does seem like they don't always uh, read... Or sorry, watch Although Andrew, Andrew, I'm looking at the cover of the movie right now, and it is him running. It's him running, but he runs multiple times in the movie. He's they are assuming running. They're assuming that they were like they saw the poster of this movie and they're like, I can't wait for that big escape scene where he'll be wearing those clothes on that white blank background, and then they like watch it and were like, Ugh, cover, cover always lies upheld. <laughs> oh, glad I had that one on my uh, trigger figure here. I can slam it onto the page. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there are many tropes. Definitely yeah, well, check we, out the here, page at end home. Off, to end off, if you don't mind, how much, unless you, do you want to 
You want to go? I was gonna do a random trope and random media. Let's do a quick glance at. Yeah, if we could do that that quickly, it's, yeah. I, I would like to eat some food really quick for my yes. show. Okay, well then let's do it real quick. Why does Giant Space Fleet out of nowhere appear again? I guess because I hit back. Okay, so one of the random tropes is bestiality is depraved. That's um true as as the day is long. I don't know if there's like I. Th- I so, don't remember it in the movie, but it's true. No, that wasn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's I hit the random trope button, which uh, is there a up. button? There's a button at the top that will show you a random trope. Oh, I didn't think that was. It's really okay. So if you're looking at the TV tropes page, there's a blue button and a red button, but it just looks like a picture. It doesn't look like you can actually click it. Oh, crazy. no, you can really click it. Okay. Um. So the uh, the bestiality is depraved, which I assume there are movies about bestiality, and then it says bestiality is depraved subverted in this movie they do bestiality (laughs) like and also they'll sometimes have stuff from comedy movies like they're like bestiality is depraved airplane captain over his wife uh cheating on him with a horse she tells him to leave out the back door and that juice is in the fridge and it's like yeah it's a it's a comedy movie that's not very realistic. Um, and there's also like, uh, there's a. It says for on the bestiality is depraved, uh, page. Compare with extreme omnisexual, pedo hunt, robosexuals or creeps, and I love the dead. And I will not compare with those. Perhaps. They Another sound similar, day. but sometimes different. Um, I clicked random media because I was like, oh, a fun way to end the podcast might be to go through one random trope page and one random media page. In retrospect, a random trope page kind of works because you're like, okay, that's a weird bestiality. You might get bestiality is depraved. But I clicked random media and I got the manga The Voynich Hotel. And I don't know what this is at all. <laughs> it's like, well, what does it say? Uh, let's see. The Voynich Hotel is a horror comedy manga by Doman Seaman. It was originally published in 2010, blah, 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 on the tiny war-scarred South Pacific island of Blefuscu. There is a quaint okay. hotel called the Voynich Hotel. While it's a comfortable enough place to stay, it's a bit run down and antiquated, and the staff is eccentric. So, I like, it's an example of nightmare fuel, but I guess that's everything tearjerker and your mileage may vary the person who edits the pages has a very easy threshold for nightmares yeah almost well, anything I mean, is a night fair, of fitful sleep uh the 12 years of slave tv shows page now i'm actually wondering because this has your mileage may vary which i guess is stuff that's more controversial tv shows okay do they all have it seems like really like an anime resource more than it is for movies you know what yeah, I mean? Like, is... they have an extensive catalog of some shit you've never heard of, but then will very insensitively cover Schindler's List. Yeah, which is, um, like, yeah, exactly. Just just don't do that part. Th- so you can click it. <laughs> you know what you should use the TV Trumps page is when you're watching a hentai and you want to know what it reminded you of. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> Otherwise, oh, there's no reason to come here. Wow, I like Yandere hentai. One with a woman, uh, you know, the girl. She's kind of crazy, but she likes the guy. 
What else would I like? (laughs) This hentai is another example of made a slave. I wonder what other media that involves. (laughs) Um, This also, okay, I didn't realize you could click the tags at the top and you get different, you find out what specifically the nightmare fuel is. Um, This is, I can't. What is it? What is it? Okay, someone chose to describe the because here's the thing when you see the tropes you're like okay for some reason these people have a weird necessity to document these tropes and it seems wildly appropriate and then somehow it's even worse if you click the nightmare fuel tab and you learn that they are just opting to use these trope names of like their own volition not when they're being uh compelled to just document them like an example of nightmare fuel, uh, the Eps. One's a Bible-thumping rapist. The other is a psychotic yandere. And it's like, don't describe Mrs. Epps as a psychotic yandere. It was that She your... is, though, Andrew. Is Just that because your you're triggered and it reference. gives you nightmares uh, doesn't mean this crazy broad. is going to explain... Um, isn't yandere sauce yeah like I don't know how you use it in a sentence I've never tried before it's just very odd that this is just like yeah nightmare fuel the black experience in America and it's like (laughs) yes I mean but more specifically I've written up some powerpoint uh, introductions here of uh what about the movie was Nightmare Fuel? Not the entire concept in general. They also say, I don't know if this is true. Now I want to look this up. Uh, this page says under trivia, because I didn't realize they have these other tabs, that um, Benedict Cumberbatch took the role to atone for his grand, his like ancestors owning a sugar plantation. What? That's what TV Trope says. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, a lot of amazing actors in this, by the way. Oh yeah, the cast can't recommend is this movie enough. It's, that is the thing. At the end of the day, <laughs> this is a very good movie. It is obviously a very difficult watch, but um, sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, okay, so he talks about his ancestors being um, plantation owners, but I don't think, I don't know where he said that he took this role to atone for that. Oh, this is also, this movie is an example of the Colbert bump. I, I, all right. I mean, I well, want to say it one wasn't. Of, because but... one of them went on Colbert to talk about it. That's how I got that bump. Wow, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, you're canceled, Buster. This is also weird. They say that uh, fake nationality. Brad Pitt is a Canadian. Like, oh, man. Yeah, he really had to stretch to be a Canadian. To play, It's so weird when he shows up in this movie. It's like you're it in the past, and then Brad Pitt shows up as himself in 2012 and is like, 
this whole situation's messed up, man. You want to get out of here? Well, it is like Adam <laughs> Driver in, um, oh, God. Sorry. There's also the awesome tab that shows this is so funny. Well, the, we're Not just learning the it. website right now, okay? Yeah, this we're learning just... the website because it shows there are other examples that I guess are, I don't know why you have to click these buttons to get it, but it says, like, um, awesome, like describing Solomon overpowering and beating Tibbetts as Played awesome. Played by the in- like, inevitable Paul Dano, who's going to be in a movie like this. Yeah, that's another. It's just like that's another example of like, yeah, it's awesome when the Avengers like punch Thanos or whatever. Like, it's just very weird to be using the same words. I did think it was awesome when he beat up Paul Dano. I mean, yeah, that was I was worried about very briefly. Well, you should be worried because then you know the rest of the movie happens. Rightfully so. It's cool for thirty seconds. It is. You watch and you're like, ah, good. But then there's a part of you that's like, oh, this is. And he he engineers a boat, too. That part was awesome, although it is not listed here. Just shout out to that scene. Yeah, what that's something that seems much more like you could have some sort of, like, uh, you know, benign be like, I don't know, boat from nowhere. Someone can come up with a boat. Like, that's probably a thing. Why don't they talk about the boat? Why don't they, they talk about the boat? Not shown in the film, but the Epps couple were eventually punished for their crimes. When? Like a hundred years by later? The, yeah, by the Civil War occurring. <laughs> um, oh, God. Northup wasn't kidding when he said that God would take vengeance upon these vile anthropoids. Yeah, because um, it's written in the goddamn future. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's the nightmare fuel. That's whatever. So that's uh, the show role play murder midnight <laughs> film the great race sorry i'm just going through random media stop now. it anime <laughs> I have to the pee. Third. okay uh alex do you want to uh thank you for joining me um do you want to plug anything before you go i know we talked up top. sure although i do like to do my plugs up top like a classical cinema experience you know where you get it all out of the way in the beginning yeah, exactly. you know all the well, players it's good that are we, we, we mentioned it up top so no one is still listening now yeah that's true uh thank you like, for oh, letting me finally watch this very sad movie which i did not have an excuse to watch until now and now that i know it's tropes i can maybe watch it again yeah, now you can know it again. You'll spot all the tropes. Oh, wait, wait. Like... Very funny story I have to share on your podcast. We're watching the end of this movie. Uh, spoilers, he escapes being a slave. He goes back to his home in uh, New York, where he's from, and he sees his family for the first time in 12 years. And uh, it's the saddest thing you've ever did see, and I'm just crying. And my cat, yeah. because it wants food, somehow navigated onto the table and shut the movie off. <laughs> Like two minutes before it ended, and I was just furious. <laughs> he just sat on a whole controller and it shut it off. How did he do that? If wow, you know my cat, like, you gotta ask him. You gotta yeah, ask tragic him. reunion subverted. The cat comes in and sits on the TV right S- when it seems like uh, Solomon will be reunited with his family. Save the cat, or else you won't see the end of your film. Um. Yeah, we you know we mentioned uh, 
uh, Pod Damn America and Ballin' Out Super, and also uh, Sound Snacks, which Casey and I are writing, which you did some voices on, and that will be coming out in the next couple months, or I don't know, when this episode comes out, maybe in the next month. That's um, true. I would use my plug to plug your project. Thank you. So Alex <laughs> says, listen to Sound Snacks. You know, what did you want? I uh, listen to Pod Damn America, listen to uh, Ballin' Out Super, Listen to um, Theater of Delights, the radio drama I've spent more time working on than any of those other shows. And uh, it's, uh, it's like an old-timey radio play going back in time. Or I do all the little voices. You'll love it. If you love right. the TV Nopes podcast, you may have interest in Theater of Delights, available wherever podcasts are sold. Like and subscribe. You heard the man. Theater of Delights. It's an example of intangible time traveler blackness and averted curtain fic and <laughs> the turret master and <laughs> hypochondria you're just and looking at the tropes again i can I'm tell just looking, i'm just clicking random trope and stop gay it conservative <laughs> and had to come to prison to be a crook i'm turning off the recording all right bye alex thank bye. you bye